so we're so excited to be here today to talk about the latest episode of Chesapeake Shores. This is Chesapeake Chats, uh, at season three, episode four, and we are going to dive right into it. This is I'm Rachel, and uh, Lisa and Casey are here to talk about it. So thanks so much for joining me, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> hey. Yeah, and so let's dive right in. This was a pretty, well, what were your overall feelings for this episode? Starting with Lisa. My overall feelings were that I thought I loved Jess, but after this episode, I just ran around the house screaming, I love Jess, I love Jess, and that was pretty much <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Casey? I, wow, this episode had me engage the entire time yeah um I was, I was on the edge of my seat there were a lot of moments where I was like wait a second I need more I need more of them and I need more of them and I, I need I need to know what happens yeah I, I I just need so much more <laughs> yeah you know it's so interesting because honestly like Jess is kind of in in a lot of ways she's kind of an irritating character like her behavior is super immature but they they I think they counterbalance it with enough sort of, um, I don't know, just sort of exuberant naivety that like you can't help but root for her and be glad uh, that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I agree with you. She was great, and the whole plot line uh, with her was really great. And I really actually enjoyed everything pretty much in this episode. I thought it was definitely the best of the season so far. Yeah. And uh, it was, it's still, I, I still think some of their choices are really strange from a writing perspective, but it was still very entertaining. So, I mean, we're going to have a lot of fun you know, talking about it. So, yeah. so, okay. It starts out the episode with <laughs> Jess and Bree and Jess is very upset about this whole situation with David uh, being uh, offered the CEO position and she wants to call Abby and uh, Bree's like, hold up, she's on vacation. Like, you don't bother her. <laughs> I mean, like I said on Twitter, I said, I'm honestly not sure why him taking a job is a deal breaker, but in Hallmark, becoming a CEO is basically like you're selling the soul to, your soul to the <laughs> devil. <laughs> I mean, should she be so concerned that this job offer has been made? I would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, she's only known him as one thing, as one way. It's just in her world in Chesapeake Shores, which she says later, she's never left, and we all knew that. But, And I think just the idea that this really could not work out, and I could be here, or I could be at home, and he could do realize okay this is what my true path is and I'm not part of that and I don't know for me that's that this relationship is my favorite in terms of the romantic relationships that happened so far on this show I just want more of Jess and David and their story and so this to me is an interesting conflict because even though yes CEO is the devil <laughs> being CEO to business is the hallmark devil um it is a legit issue like stay there or go back with her which one makes him happier which one makes her happier how do they come to the middle and make each other happy and make themselves happy yeah it's i think it's an interesting conflict yeah what do you think casey um so i think that hmm, 
I think it wasn't necessarily that he's be that he's become the CEO. I think it's how it came how it came about. Uh huh. Um, the fact that mom and dad are super snotty and all that jazz, and they just kind of drop uh, bomb dropped it on them. Um, had she had a good relationship with them, and had they actually really liked her for who she was, and um, I, I feel like it wouldn't have been as like, oh my goodness, he's selling his soul. Becoming yeah. the CEO because I mean he works from home so he could totally work from home in Chesapeake Shores. Right. He just wouldn't be her cook, but they'd have money to hire the best cooks for their yeah. or, or what is it auberge, <laughs> and they'd be rich. And then they'd have like this awesome like little B and B in uh, Chesapeake Shores, yeah. and she wouldn't have to worry about anything. But I think it's really how. Like the parents were just like, "Oh, you're CEO, and here we're gonna dangle a carrot in front of your face, just Jessica." <laughs> yeah, she could be like the next Barefoot Contessa. Have you ever seen yeah. that show on the Food Network? But she's like the food lady, and her husband is like the business guy, and she's always like, "Joffrey, Joffrey, go get me, go get me the ice cream, Joffrey." <laughs> and <laughs> she could be like that. Yeah. Great be great uh but yeah i mean i see your point and i i think this whole thing was just super fun like i really think it's an interesting thing because i think in other actors in other things i think she could be really grating and if somebody found her grating i would totally understand uh but i don't know they just it works it works i think maybe because of her age her naivety um she's just so sweet that it works i feel like and and like in fa- in fairness to david like he has never said that he was going to accept the job or that he uh was even interested in the job i mean he had to have left for some reason and i would think that she'd want to know like why did he <laughs> become a chef you know like what's going on um <clears throat> so it's 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 just sort of funny and but yeah she's wants to call Abby. Abby is evidently this pillar of strength within the family. Uh, but Marie <laughs> says no. And, uh, and then we flip over to Abby and Trace on this tour. And uh, I have a question about Trace because have they made him too much of a paragon of virtue this season? Like he is perfect. Like he says, like everything right with the kids. He never seems to get irritated or annoyed. He does everything right with citing the, as far as anything involving the band. Like he's never self-interested about his career. He always picks the band over himself. He's worried about Donovan and if Donovan (laughs) is taking some of Donovan's time, all this stuff, like he is pretty perfect. And the truth is like, the more I thought about it, I kind of feel like every single man in the show, except for Connor, has been a paragon of virtue this season. Like, yeah. what yeah. flaws have we seen? Right. I'm with but let's, I, yeah. It was a note that I had. I was like, Trace so far is the only artist that actively downgrades their situation. Like, <laughs> most people would be like, sweet, I get extra time. I mean, that sucks. I feel bad because that other person in the show is not... But yeah, we're getting more time. We're getting more exposure. Yeah, we're getting articles. Yeah, we're getting tours. Yeah, but he's like, man, we're going on tour. <laughs> oh, God, I'm doing this article and it's going to talk about me. Oh. 
and go, oh, we're going to, I get more set time. Oh. I'm like, how are you? Like, you're the only artist I've seen that's like downgrading their situation at every turn. And I'm like, I need you to be a little bit more, not a jerk, but a little bit more like, hey, cool. Yeah. 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 At the very like, least, he should at least like be a little more conflicted about it and then make the right choice. Or make you the agree? wrong choice for the drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you agree casey yeah they pretty much swapped the halo on them and they're like oh <laughs> yeah it's like a cowboy shaped halo and i mean he he is super dreamy uh this episode uh but but yeah it, i don't know i just i just noticed that this episode i'm like david has been perfect uh pretty much mick has been perfect like aside from maybe miss like the initial episode i guess like the conflict with connor but that was resolved immediately and <laughs> everything else like all the other kevin has been perfect mm-hmm. only connor is the only one <laughs> which makes <laughs> connor seem even more of, of like a what is he doing i think but anyway so yeah so trace he's on the tour uh and um uh they did get a pretty good kiss i thought that <laughs> against the oh, wall that, against that, the that, wall, yeah, that I was, was like uh racy yeah oh. hello. <laughs> that was nice i like that i thought uh, of you and that um podcast you and amy did would, yeah. <laughs> the kissing podcast yeah. i was like oh that's gonna make the list on the next round <laughs> no they they are like scoring we got the uh, 16 candles kiss we got this is this is really good uh we got two i or maybe it was the same song played twice i'm not sure but anyway we got some trace songs and uh did you have any thoughts about trace's songs <laughs> i'd go to his concert yeah hey i would <laughs> lisa no <laughs> i have no comment here i love trace and trabby that's all i have to say <laughs> I will refuse. You will never hit, see me live tweeting using Travi. I reject it. <laughs> By the way, totally off topic, but <laughs> before the mystery, <laughs> they had Lori Laughlin on and she's like, don't forget to use hashtag Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And it wasn't, then they you know bring it up on screen and it wasn't a hashtag. It was like oh, an yeah. app. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I think Mark knows what a hashtag is. That was hilarious. I thought. Okay. So I I do kind of wonder like why is David not telling his parents to just hire his sister? Like, why isn't he like saying <laughs> uh is he just not sure what he wants to do at this point? Or like that just seems like the obvious solution and they're they're not embracing it and he doesn't seem to be uh talking about it so i yeah i i think he is doing it out of obligation Mm -hmm. um i think that when you've been raised in an environment where your parents pretty much plan out your entire life and you are naturally a good obedient kid you're just gonna say yes even as an adult, it's hard to just be like, uh, no, this is not what I want. Because um, he seems like a people pleaser. And that's not mm-hmm. necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, 
I think when it comes to his parents, he's just very respectful of them. I mean, that's what it appears to be. He's very respectful of them. Um, he wants to honor his parents. And then he ha he's having a hard time saying no because it's an obligation. And it might have been something that was inbred in him since he was a kid. Like, you're going to take over. Or you and your sister are going to be the next, you know, CEO, you know, president of this company and blah, 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 blah. So I think it might just be hard for him to just, you know, tell his parents off in that situation, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of my theory. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just, I just surprised he's not a little bit more of an advocate for his sister. Maybe his sister's a jerk and she doesn't like him. I don't know. But I... Uh, <laughs> sister yeah. i'm kind of like I'm suspicious <laughs> i'm very suspicious of her motives of her friendship with brie them sitting up there in that loft with some yeah. champagne and some cookies and she's like digging in nope i'm suspect of it all. <laughs> oh dear yep yeah Me too. thank you i'm like Me too. there's an agenda there yeah but but don't you think her agenda is just to be president of the company which she is qualified yes. to be Right, but I wonder if, honestly, I had the feeling that maybe her parents weren't as digging around as Alexandra made it seem like, and maybe Alexandra helped with that a little bit more, because she was sure was behind Jess, giving a whole lot of head signals to everybody to Jess, and then her parents, and then little nods, and I was like, listen, I, mm -hmm, I pick up some bad vibes from you. She has great bangs, but I still pick up bad vibes. Well, and, and like, honestly, in this day and age, like who keeps like a dossier like that? Like a, like, I I, it should have been like a flash drive or something like that. That would have been way more believable than some like finder. But I guess you can't like have this dramatic scene with yeah, a, I mean, like in this flash drive. This is it. Nami. Well, I mean, they are not millennials parents so yeah, i mean fair. i've worked with several people that they they still print and write everything yeah that's oh, yeah that's a good point so i mean well, that's probably why <laughs> so casey we didn't get your opinion last week on the vow renewals are you yay or nay on vow renewals i mean i don't know that i do it Personally, I mean, if I was going to do it, I'd probably like go with my husband to Hawaii by ourselves yeah. and like on top of a mountain or something. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I mean, the, I didn't mind how what's it, Thomas and Robin did it this season. Yeah. It was just the family. I mean, if yeah. they had this whole blown out like we're inviting everyone and their cousin it'd be a little odd but well and it seemed like at first that's what was happening because megan was all talking we're gonna make it really big we're gonna make it and then like it was kind of weird like first of all i thought this was going to be like a conflict through the whole season and they just keep like bringing up conflict and then like resolving it really fast <laughs> like okay whatever um and I'm also sort of surprised that they would have this vow renewal when, especially since uh, Robin and Thomas don't have any children, when Bree and, uh, and Jess are out of town, Abby's out of town, like everybody's out of town. I don't know. I was just like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it just all happened way faster than I thought it was going to. Which is proof 
that weddings can be put together in less than a week and there shouldn't be dramatic two-hour movie breakups over yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well and also i i think that it's fine to have a vow renewal but i repeat what i said last week i'm not buying no present no vow renewal so we can all agree there yeah, <laughs> it was pretty nice. though. <laughs> i thought it was really pretty though it yeah was. oh yeah it was really, really pretty and yeah because at the beginning of the episode you have them all sitting around the fire and that was such a fun scene and i loved that scene yeah. sorry just real fast no, just please all the older people you know yeah. as much as i want to relate to the younger people i'm not young and i do relate more to the older, older yeah. people and i'm like oh, look they're all drinking and sitting around talking and i love that and i just i really really like yeah. that scene yeah. It was really fun, and I really liked. Uh, <laughs> Kevin came up, and he's like, "They're like the kids' fire is down." That's great, which was awesome. Yeah, that was so good. And I just really liked how like honest they were, and it was just like so effective. You know, that my, Mick was just like, "I don't really get it, but whatever, you do you." And, and Megan's like, "It's romantic," and you know, Nell's piping in. It was just like a fun little moment yeah so then we get back to trace and uh that he says that uh when he's talking to the the rest of the band he says i that uh he's used to doing things by myself and it's like what the whole re the whole conflict of last season was that he didn't want to be a solo act and do things by himself and that he wanted to be part of the band and I mean, I can't think of hardly anything that he did, even building the bar or whatever that that's with Mick. What does he ever, like, how could he possibly say that he's used to doing things by himself? Yeah, I just, I honestly, I find the tour exhausting. I'm sorry to everybody out there that really loves that. I, I just, I find the whole tour exhausting. It, it just seems like the same conversation over and over again. Like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I still love you. Oh, I just don't know. And it's just over and over again. I'm like, enough. Well, and then it's just weird yeah. because there's no conflict. Like I thought, oh, this is when Donovan's really going to end up being the villain. He's going to like freak out that his set is being taken out. But then they sit down and have a beer and he's like, yeah, hey, it's all good. I'm like, what? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. 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 It was interesting too that Trace is the show, like or n not Chesapeake Shore's show, but like his the band, yeah, so band show. Um, everybody else, they seem like a backup singer now. Like Lee, she's not singing yeah. up there with him; she's like a backup girl or whatever. So, yeah. did Mark Hall get his way and get Trace like subtly in the front? Of I mean, evidently, he said he's used to doing things by himself. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, the conflict there is boring. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Uh, and I don't think it's... I I don't know. Like, it's a shame because I think the Jesse Metcalf section is doing a pretty good job. Uh, so I, I think they could give him more conflict. Like, why not have Donovan freak out? And that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, I think yeah. so. I mean, that's the thing is you... you actually, Casey, you said the word that I guess I was trying to look for is it's kind of boring and I feel bad because he is doing a good job and I do enjoy you know 
watching the band actually perform that's fun but in the end it's like okay well where are they going with this because it just seems kind of stagnant like he's on tour still and abby is still upset with him on tour even when she's joining him on tour she's still upset with parts of the tour and i'm just like i just feel like there's some there's got to be something else that they can throw in the mix that'll make all of it more interesting whether it's a conflict within the band or the other bands or i don't know i just I mean, it's kind of like the land trust the... done. <laughs> I mean, we did have the paparazzi thing. The yeah. Fake People magazine. Yeah, celeb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there is that conflict with this fan comes up, wants to take his picture, and she's like, you too, Abby. And there's on some, you know, thing, there's some big story about uh trace and abby and the girls and that was so stilted <laughs> hi can i take your picture <laughs> you too abby you have a beautiful family <laughs> right You're like, uh, okay i'm worried about the zombie fan <laughs> come and turn you uh yeah i know she was very pretty bad actress but um yeah, what do you think of that whole conflict? I, I just don't, I, again, I don't see why she's surprised. I mean, in the day of social media and you, I mean, people that are known for nothing that just get recorded on planes for talking to each other and all of a sudden those videos go viral and photos of people doing whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand why it's a surprise. Is it something that I would actively want my children involved in? Obviously not. I wouldn't want them splashed all over gossip websites, but she seemed legitimately surprised and I'm like again you're with a musician who's gradually getting more popular he goes on tour he has women fans he has to do meet and greets which by the way that meet and greet cracked me up because there was this little cluster of people and instead of going around to the front of the table say hi he goes straight through them and he's all like bobbing and weaving through all these fans and I'm like why didn't you just go around there's only like 20 people there well and if he's really this famous like he needs a bodyguard like well, this is and you make a line i've been to a lot of meet and greets you make a line and everybody waits their turn and they're yeah. already sitting there in fact the tour would definitely have security because they don't want their star to get injured so they would right. for sure have like security like part the way and whatever and that would all be organized an organized fan of it <laughs> made me laugh i was like hey, you just yeah. went straight through those people they were all grabbing at him right. yeah. 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 so oh, how boy. popular is trace supposed to be like I we get, know he's not tim mcgraw popular but he's not like nobody i get the feeling you know? they're trying to make him be like a dirks bentley luke bryant like whatever level which is probably i don't know probably a little ridiculous a lot ridiculous well, because, okay, as somebody who lived in Dallas for nine years, I'm going to say that there's not that many large venues that they kept showing the crowds for. I was like, are they just playing the same venue over and over again? Or is this different venues? Because in Dallas, there's not that many large venues to play at. And he kept saying like, yeah, Dallas. Shout out to the Dallas skyline, though. That was cool. Yeah, at but, least they did that on, on like Baltimore, which was just like two <laughs> store shots from some Vancouver. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's really the Dallas skyline. Hey, yeah, but I just kept thinking, I was like, and that's a long, like they played like three different shows in Dallas, and I'm like, okay, there's really not that many (laughs) 
large scale country music venues in in dallas like that but <laughs> yeah whatever paparazzi who's like taking pictures of her getting into a taxi cab that's like not gonna sell on tmc <laughs> like that's yeah. not a that's not a price <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, yeah uh i mean unless you're like britney spears and you're you know showing stuff you shouldn't show getting in the taxi cab <laughs> it's not the spouse of some up-and-coming country star picture is not going to be a big big money shot but um anyway so yeah we do get megan going up to mick and saying here is this incredible archway thing and i want you to build this in exchange for cinnamon roll what do you think of this done yeah <laughs> i would do a lot for a cinnamon roll yeah. <laughs> i could easily be bribed for your baked goods yeah that's yeah. for but, sure yeah and uh, that those two the whole time that time i was like hmm. then there was another time i was like hmm, yeah what's going on here with these two i am highly intrigued <laughs> I feel like there's definitely potential for sure. Like I feel in it too. I agree. Uh, so, and Megan says that, uh, she says, when a woman tells you to not go to any trouble, she means to go to all the trouble. Do you agree or disagree? Hmm. I think it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Because if I'm telling my husband, don't go to any trouble, I know it's my birthday, but whatever. I mean, give me all the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's like my boss and he's like, well, we'll do something. Like, no, nah, don't worry about it. Don't go to any trouble. I'll just, you know, whatever. Because eh, I don't expect him to read my mind. But my husband, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Pile it on. Here we go. Yeah. I totally agree with yeah. you, Lisa. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't know i don't try to try to play like super games but like but yeah i agree especially if somebody's like don't get me anything for christmas yeah right don't believe that yeah forget it that's a test all men out there if y'all listen to this that's a test yeah uh one time my dad did that and he was like oh you guys you don't have to give me anything for my birthday this year i just want you to like do chores around the house or something i can't even remember he was like wash my car whatever and so we were like fine we're not gonna give you anything because he's super hard to shop for and he was so mad at us <laughs> that would be me. for like weeks it's like i cannot believe you didn't give me anything for my birthday so oh, it was lesson learned <laughs> uh so all right uh yeah so then nell sends or megan whoever has the o'brien men involved in putting up lights and that seems to be the key to resolving o'brien conflict she has yeah. <laughs> she has mick and thomas putting up lights twinkle lights which we shouldn't be surprised because in hallmark twinkle lights equal love so yeah. <laughs> yes and so connor and kevin are putting up twinkle lights and he is being such a baby he was driving me crazy and i even said in twitter i was like i really don't understand connor and his bad attitude and i was like andrew francis what is happening here <laughs> 
He was like, I promise. But he wasn't wearing a cardigan. Yeah, but it was, a, it was a sweater with a zipper. Yeah, but it wasn't a cardigan. Was and I was cardigan. like, Hallmark listened to our body. I listened to that episode and was like, <laughs> okay, next the cardigans. Yeah. I was so happy at the end of the episode he was in a suit again <laughs> that was a cute scene though. tie on yeah. yeah so he was being such a baby driving me crazy and uh yeah so then we get to the best scene that i know we've just been waiting to talk about with jess acting like a complete maniac but it was so funny and great she's throwing this tennis ball or whatever at (laughs) david's window and he's like why are you doing this and she's like well i didn't want to disturb your work like inside so she's like what (laughs) what's going on I that is it. typical Jess. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it because there's that moment that David looks at her and you can see it on his face that he just indulges every yeah. weird, quirky thought that she has and he gets it. He's like, uh oh, Jess brain is happening right now. Just go with it and just let it be what it is. And it was so cute and I just really it loved it. Really I just yeah. I reminded me of in How I Met Your Mother, there was a whole episode or several episodes where Barney talks about women with crazy eyes. And he's like, don't, you can't be with people with the crazy eyes. And Jess is like 100% crazy eyes. Like, (laughs) I love her. Yeah. And he's all for it. He's hooked. Like these parents have no hope (laughs) of getting him back like no chance so and it was so cute i just about died when he says jess ever since i became your chef i only wanted to be with you oh my gosh that was really adorable (laughs) yeah he was hanging off the balcony his hair was fluttering a little (sighs) bit i memorized a lot about that scene yeah (laughs) yeah did you think i was pretty romantic casey I mean, I did, but I was super scared that, like, Mama Bear was going to come out and be like, what you doing to my boy? <laughs> I was waiting for it, and then it didn't happen. I was like, man, I missed a really good moment because I was scared. <laughs> yeah, it was so romantic. And and then they're, like, all super flirty about, like, Romeo and Juliet. And <laughs> so, Yeah. So I guess he's Juliet in this in this uh, circumstance because he's the one on the balcony. So that's pretty romantic. <laughs> that's like how progressive of Hallmark. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we get more baked good bribes from Megan, and that was really cute. And but another character I would like to see have some conflict. Like I was really expecting from the interviews there to be more conflict involving Megan's character and there to be like brought up issues about like her leaving and and I'm hoping that will come but right now like the last two three episodes she's just basically been like the sage council that's making everybody happy yeah yeah so although I I think they're building on something just because of the whole like Mick and Megan thing and then 
um, Robin and Thomas renewing their vows and then Mick and yeah. Megan having their moments and then, um, you know, what they said something at the end and Megan was like, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> About the past or something like that. And I was like, I think this is setting the stage for something. Yeah. I mean, I really hope it is. Otherwise, I will be very disappointed if it's just like plateau. Yeah, I agree with you. I hope so too. Uh, and I hope we get some some conflict, some interesting, you know, you're dealing with things from the past and old wounds. And But like I said, it's just an interesting choices they're making. Uh, but she's the best. Barbara Niven is just so good in the role. And you were just, she was so sweet this whole episode. So sweet. Yeah. Um, and I loved all the fashion on this episode. I thought that mm-hmm. the the outfits with the floppy hats that Brie and Jess were wearing were so beautiful. And I love floppy hats. And they looked great when they were playing croquet or something like that. <laughs> uh, they looked so good. And uh, yeah, and then you finally have Kevin... And Connor and Connor says, I me mean, Kevin says, what are you 12? And we all <laughs> agree, right? That that was the correct thing <laughs> yes. to say. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would have said it sooner than Kevin. Um, and so here we go. So the, uh, so the mom takes Jess aside and says, look, you can run in auberge or whatever in Maine, just fine. And he can be here and you can have a great life and all the stuff. Like she was actually making a little bit of sense. Do you agree or not agree? Mm. No. <laughs> what do you think? About? I don't, I just, it's not that I don't agree with her. It's just, of course, I think she has an agenda and it's like trying to get through what that agenda is. I mean, I don't know. It just, everything just feels like so calculated and so just, which obviously it is, but I don't know. I'm like, just, you went all that, spent all that time setting up the BNB and now you're just going to be here in this giant house. I guess, I guess that's what you do when you're young. You're just like, yeah, we'll take chances. So that's cool. But but I mean, I feel like with any relationship, like you're combining two lives into one combined life and so like you are going to have things to discuss like where are we going to live are we going to live closer to your parents or my parents are we going to what are you know what's our career goals as a couple am I going to you know and they're not even engaged but I'm just saying like you have to have those conversations about like am I going to go to work are we going to have child like all that stuff I feel like you need to at least sort of like be relatively on the same page um, and certainly, like, where you're going to live, like, and, right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like most people, they end up picking, like, near one side of the family or another as far as the place they're going to live. Yeah, I mean. It's valid of, of the mom to be like, well, I, you know, like, yeah, you want to live by your parents, but, like, I want to have my my kids by me as well. Yeah, but they're grown people. Like, his mom needs to butt out of their their you know business that's a discussion that David and Jess need to have and the mom shouldn't have any influence over that and I think you know you know parent for the most part parents can be well-intended and you know they do want it because you know they want their son or daughter or their grandchildren 
to be close by, but I think in the Peck's case, it's all motive. Yeah. There is nothing, it's all motive, it's all agenda. Um, they don't really care about Jack. Well, I mean, they kind of do because they looked into her life, but they don't really care about that. They want somebody to take over their business that's not their daughter. So, I mean, like I said before, had they been very kind and loving and open and warm people, then I can see, like, okay, yeah, she's, you know, David grew up as a mama's boy or something like that, you know? But yeah. um, she's just calculating. I, I think she's got an agenda. And yeah. those things, where we're going to live, what are we going to do? Are you going to work? Are you not going to work? Are you going to have a BNB? Are you going to be CEO? Are we going to travel? That's discussions that David and Jess need to have. And we've never seen that between them. Yeah. So we've been like the mom feeding Jess and like dangling a carrot in front of her face saying, look at all this wealth you can have. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of interesting because you have a, have the Megan kind of Megan getting Mick to do stuff and having saying this, you know, whole thing about what women want and whatever thing like that. And, and then you've got the mom trying to kind of get, uh, to like get Jess to do what she wants with these dresses and all this stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It was interesting. In it, it almost felt threatening to me the way she was like, what happens when princesses meet their prince? I don't know. The whole thing just felt a little, it was very like um this is a nice house you have i mean you wouldn't want anything bad to happen to it would you it's like what okay well i guess i'll take these dresses and live here god you're like threatening me almost and it made me think of honestly they're treating Jess like she's like she's some like random i mean like she's she comes from wealth i mean we, we can't deny that where she lives is a wealthy family you know she comes from a wealthy yeah. family it made me think of that part in legally blonde which is like just because i'm not some stupid vanderbilt doesn't mean i'm white trash warner i live in <laughs> bel-air because from erin spelling yeah. <laughs> like exactly. just she lives in bel-air across from erin spelling and it's still not good enough for the pegs yeah. i mean if if <laughs> it's a good thing that david didn't fall in love with rachel from crazy rich agents because then this would be like <laughs> Very bad situation. Like that mom was a saint. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it was. I, you're right that it was the wrong person to be having that conversation with. Like, and she was definitely trying to manipulate Jess because Jess is the one that she thinks is stupid. <laughs> she knows that her son I is a lost cause, and so uh, she thinks that she can manipulate Jess successfully I think and I feel like I'm about the same age as Jess and Connor I, I don't know um but <laughs> if somebody were to talk to me and be like talk to me about princesses I'd be like yeah. excuse me <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. we determined last week that Jess like is, we determined last week that Jess is 26 <laughs> okay I'm a little older than Jess but still at 26 i'd be like mm -mm, yeah. you are not talking yeah. to me like that i'm not five <laughs> i do not believe in unicorns and pink castles yeah like that's ridiculous yeah but jess is kind of a crazy person in a lot of ways so, like, i feel like she embodies the 20 year old girl very well she's this weird mix of confidence and uncertainty all rolled into one where you see yeah. moments where she's like super sure of herself and moments where she's like oh my god i need abby and yeah. she like breaks down in these weird you know emotional things but i i, 
I look back on my 20s, I was like, man, I was all over the place. And I feel yeah. like she encompasses that really well. Yeah. 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 I think so. And she's really consistent with her character. I think that helps too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's always yeah. the same, basically, kind of character. Uh, yeah. And so then we get the next scene is with Abby and Trace. And I said on Twitter that he went to the Jack Thornton School of Courting with a million <laughs> candles. <laughs> what is with these two and the lights, the twinkle lights and the candles? <laughs> you, do you watch When Calls the Heart? Lisa? I do. Yes. Well, I stopped around season three, but eh. good choice. But no, they have like Jack Thornton had like cleared out the Bed Bath and Beyond, like no candles left. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is similar. And I don't know. I would be very nervous, especially if he's going to blindfold her. If I was this museum owner, I'd be very nervous. Thank you. I was like, they're in a museum and they let them put all these candles around? What is happening? They let them bring cheese and wine and just picnic and... What? Yeah. yeah. That whole scene was weird. And after, after this many times of twinkle lights and candles, it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. No need to blindfold. You know when you're walking in that room, something's going to be lit up. Whether it's twinkle lights, candles, what are we doing next? I mean... Did we know that Abby's favorite things are Trace, (laughs) Impressionist Art, and Cheese? No, but I want that on a shirt now. (laughs) Trace, Impressionist Art, Cheese. Done. Um, So I think season one, they mentioned she loved art. Okay. I forgot. I don't know that it was Impressionist Art, but I think she did love art because... Wasn't there a scene where Trace had a conflict with Mick and was like, you weren't there for Abby. I was there for Abby. Did you know that no, she loved That she did the mural? And then That's Mick was right. like, what mural? And then he drives there and he's like, oh, wow, my daughter's really talented. What about that? She was in the art. <laughs> yeah, that's Thank true. You. And and yeah, I mean, and it was really swoon-worthy and it was really sweet uh, that he would you know remember what she said about, about flowers and and to plan that whole romantic night for him i just as much as i i'm a trace defender uh i just feel like we need a little bit more he's just a little bit too much too perfect like i mean i love reading romance novels and stuff like that but like even they have a little more conflict <laughs> this is kidding this is kidding uh yeah so okay Wait, can I say something just real quick? Please, please. I'm sorry. I think I realized through this episode why I have such an issue with Travi. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, <laughs> I My favorite couple so far is David and Jess. And I think because their romance to me seems um, natural. Like the romantic scenes I feel like they have are just out of nowhere. Like in the bookstore when they decide to have a relationship and then she's reading that book and they're going to go through all the phases of the relationship in like five days or whatever it was. And he leans over and they just have these little cute moments. And like, yeah. you know, they're in the field and like have these all moments of like coming together and when they kiss and, you know, it's all just very cute. The, the table with the cake and the 16 candles, it was all very cute, but it never really seemed like forced or contrived. Whereas with Trace and Abby, it's always got to be these huge productions of surprises of, firelights and 
twinkle lights and candles and cheese and everything is just so huge and oh my god these giant romance and it it never just seems to come natural oh except like that first scene when they first meet up and they go into the river like first season Mm -hmm. and they meet up in the river and they swim yeah Yes, that was like so. Yeah, she was in a hallmark skinny dipping. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, was just like, and then they came up and they were like, the, I mean, that was so just like spontaneous, and it was like, ooh, this could be something. And then it turned into all these. And I know they have to set up time because they're both busy individuals, and just it never seems. But yeah, I mean, la- last episode, I think they maybe were trying to do more of those smaller moments with all these things with the girls. But again, he was like perfect. He did everything perfect. He made every correct choice. He was literally like playing with the girls so she could rest. He's like makes the perfect choice about the swimming. He, I mean, he, so that, that becomes, it's fine for one episode. It's fine for two episodes, but now we're going on four episodes I need to see some conflict uh, where, because nobody is perfect, even if you're beautiful. <laughs> right? I agree. Go on. I mean, go on. <laughs> I mean, even Elizabeth Thornton makes more mistakes. That's <laughs> moment I really liked with Jess and Bree on the bed, hanging out and just talking. And that was really nice because I think that that is such a thing about being a sister is you just have those like little moments of, of just uh, talking late at night, at least for me and my sisters and my sisters are all really far away. Uh, two of them are in England and one is in um, Virginia and I'm in Utah. Wow. So yeah. uh, I was kind of like, I miss, I miss that. That was, I thought it was sweet. That was a sweet moment. So surprised because I thought that, yeah, I thought that this vow renewal was going to be like, at the end of the season it was all gonna be leading up to it and i was really surprised that it all happened this episode were you yeah i mean it just seemed really i wasn't expecting it sorry go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say i mean i saw the preview from last week so i was like oh well there it is mm-hmm. yeah i guess i missed that part of the preview but anyway uh yeah and so uh then you have a cute scene with jess and david dancing and they were so cute and i thought another lovely scene between mick and thomas and they were talking and uh and they're talking about marriage and the vow renewal and everything like that and there's sort of a moment where uh you know thomas says like wow you managed to raise five great kids despite being a screw-up and <laughs> <laughs> there was a, like Trey Williams did a very good job in that scene. He like put his hand up to his like he's like holding back the tears, and I was like, "I'm not crying, you're crying." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "It's super dusty in here now." Like, <laughs> it was good. It was really good. I thought he was yeah. really good in that scene. Yeah, he was. Um, and then yeah, this is where Bree finds the book or whatever and they freak out and (laughs) we get the scene uh so evidently connor melted all of kevin's army soldiers which maybe (laughs) that was why he felt drawn to become a medic in the army (laughs) it's like dramatic (laughs) 
from a young age. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I, I can't say that he didn't deserve it because he's, he, he taught the wrong alphabet to Connor. <laughs> After all. Right. Payback. I remember from last week. <laughs> but yeah, I was really glad because we needed to be back on Team Connor again. So Connor says he's sorry. What did you think, Casey, of that? Uh, it was finally. I was like, oh, <laughs> thank goodness. We're done. Yeah. Connor's not going to be a jerk anymore. Well, at least not about that. <laughs> but um, I, I thought it was kind of cute and quirky how he gave him the little toy soldier medic. Yeah. I was like, he was like, oh, look, it even looks like you. <laughs> and that's me on the stretcher. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. That was really, really cute. And I think what's frustrating about what was frustrating about the conflict with Connor is that it was just felt so immature because like everything had been resolved. Like if there had been conflict about the whole Lantris thing, like that would have been immature, I guess, but more understandable. Whereas this thing with Kevin and Danielle and everything was just so petty. And uh, so uh, I was glad to see them have this moment and, and forgive each other and whatever. Yeah, Connor's got some issues. He's got some complexes about Kevin being the older brother. It's kind of like, dude, <laughs> let it go. We yeah. are grown. We are very grown. As an older child of six kids, not the oldest, but as an older child, uh, actually, I'm the same spot as uh, as Kevin in my family, and I can say that the the younger kids have it way easier than the older kids. So. Connor. Yeah, yeah. it's just me and my brother and i'm the oldest <laughs> that's right yeah yeah i'm the youngest and i'll tell you yeah i got away with a lot <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i just say well we got their help and you got their money so it all worked out i think and but uh but yeah no i mean they got things that we didn't even dream of getting and so yeah um and then this whole like back half of the of the episode with Jess was so great. I loved it. And I love Lacey. She was so great in this with her with that dress on. And there's like that really cool, this was a cool house with this like cool like doorway, this arched doorway. And she's like sitting there. And it reminded me of like, I don't know, of like a Death Becomes Her or something like that. Like, Death Becomes Her or something like that. Like, it was just so like, she thinks she can mess around with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was great. I thought this whole part was just so good. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. And she looked so beautiful in that dress too. That was my favorite part. Is at the end, she's like, and I'm keeping this dress. And I was like, <laughs> I actually smacked the table. I was like, that's right, girl, you do that. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you see the sister in the background going like, like giving this kind of this expression. And, <laughs> and she, Jess is like, I don't know. She's like, well, my family, they are a mess and they're crazy, but. I love them and I don't want to be around all of you. And she just let him have it. Like, 
I don't know. It, it, what do you, you think of that, Casey? I thought it was perfect yeah. how Lacey played Jess in that moment. Yeah. It was totally Jess, very on point. Um, the whole Jessica, that made me laugh so hard because um, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And um, But also the emotions that Lacey played as Jess, just, you know, being really angry one moment and then like we be sad that she's basically gonna lose David in her mind like she was like and I just love your son but I'm so angry with you it was <laughs> great acting yeah. I thought um and storming out with the dress oh. the gorgeous dress was Operation amazing. Pumpkin was great I was all about it it was so fun it's such a sister thing too to take a moment when Brie runs out and she's like, You're in your dress too. And she's like, Yes. And they're running and she's like, You look great. And she's like, Thank you. And I'm like, as they're trying to escape and run away, they're like, You look great. You know, and then when earlier when Jess was like super mad and ranting about everything, and Brie's like, Okay, I'm sorry, but you look really good at that dress. I was like, This is such a sister thing to do, no matter how mad you are to take a moment and be like, Okay, but you look really good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, and it was, it rang just really authentic, even though it was like insane. It was like authentic <laughs> insane. It was so good. And I loved it. I thought it was one of the best things that they've ever had on the show. Like it was so good. Yeah. And, and when he's sitting there, <laughs> he's standing there with the shoe, I was like, because I tweeted out, like, she's not going to leave her shoe. She's not going to leave a shoe. There's no way we're going to do that. Like, that would be over the top but then they did and I was like yes <laughs> just standing there holding that shoe it was perfect I'm a sucker for the I just love the moments when they show the guy thinking he's he's lost the girl and how it affects him and when he comes sprinting out of the house trying to catch her <laughs> and I was just like yep there it is I'm a sucker for all of this every single moment and then he reaches down and i was like shut up he's got the shoe oh my god yeah i fell hook line and sinker for all of it it was so good i felt like the writers were like you didn't give us a princess movie so we're putting it in here we don't care what you say <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the um vow renewal oh there and uh yeah and so nell says that you have to live marriage with one eye shut as two married people what do you think about that advice i was kind of confused what was the line again when they said it because i kind of was still processing i think what she meant is that like when you're single you have two your own two eyes but then when you're married you have one eye shut so each person contributes one eye to the marriage oh, so then that's two eyes that makes sense <laughs> right i don't know i'm the single one here so I, I i might not have gotten the analogy but i think that's what it meant that now all of a sudden you have two eyes even though you have four eyes because two of them are shut i I was con I was confused by the metaphor to be quite honest. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was like some Irish thing that I wasn't familiar with, and I was like, because I'm Hispanic, and I'm like, we don't. When you talk about eyes, it's because you're cursing someone. So I was like, oh, what is happening here? I was like, well, I didn't get it. So I just kind of glazed over it. But I thought, I mean, as a married person, I think I'm 
too far. Like in the first few years, it's all exciting. You're like, yeah. And then after a while, you're like, dude, stop leaving wet towels on the bed. <laughs> that's all I care about are wet towels on the bed. And that's just, you know, after a while, it just kind of, you yeah. <laughs> I remember one time my, my parents never argued in front of us. I mean, ever. Like, they were so good about that. I, but one time, I remember <laughs> having a fight about my dad using the dish towels as a, um, as a rag. She's mm. like, no, these are for <laughs> wiping your hands off on the, like, you know, dish towels. They're not for cleaning up stuff. And, you know, she was very frustrated. <laughs> I think that's my parents. That argument. That's, that's my parents' version of throwing the... <laughs> well now i don't feel so bad that i didn't understand the 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 metaphor and because then later mick is like do you remember that from our wedding and um megan was like i don't really remember anything and i was just like Mm. i think she remembers oh you think she does i Oh, I, I, I really do think she remembers. She just doesn't want to open that can of worms again because she doesn't know how she feels about Mick. <laughs> yeah. But they were, really, they were a little flirty, I think. This whole episode, they were kind of flirty, I think. Like, Very just a little bit. Just a little bit. They were, she was kind of, they were both coming up to that line with the whole, like, here's a cinnamon roll. Yeah. <laughs> My thing. Yeah, <laughs> My right. art. <laughs> here's Agreed. another big good from sally but he does at least say to her uh, you were right if we're gonna do it we should have done it right and uh, and i think that 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 is true and I, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. so there you go that's the end of the that was the end we got another song from trace and that was the end of the episode so yeah i just thought everything with jess was just like amazing it was so good yeah so uh yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next week because i guess the only real conflict we have is the whole thing with the paparazzi and uh and what's gonna happen with david if he's you know I guess is he gonna come after her or what's he gonna do? Yeah. And I don't know if we're gonna see Simon again ever. Do you think we're gonna see Simon again? I hope so. I like him. Yeah. Especially with his haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll see him again, but maybe not next week. Yeah. Uh do you agree that Simon looks like a taller British version of Andrew <laughs> Connor? Yes. We decided that last week. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a taller British version of Connor and Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah. From back in the day. <laughs> true. We're coming and talking about this episode. It was a lot of fun. And let us know in the comment section or on Twitter what you thought, whether you liked the Just Stuff as much as we did, <laughs> and uh, what you think of what they're doing with some of the characters and the writing this season. We'd love to talk about it. And uh, Lisa, where can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram as Girls on Hallmark. Great. And Casey, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at Hallmark My Words. 
great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And uh, you can follow the podcast, A Homeworkies Pod, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, if you can put in your reviews, we got a new review this week, which was very, or today, which was very exciting on iTunes. Uh, we really appreciate it because it helps more people to find uh, the podcast. So put in your reviews uh, and that would be great. Let us know what you think. And thanks so much, ladies. This was really fun. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.